Welcome back, Beards Watch Podcast, episode 285, Charlotte's number one podcast recorded in the basement, rainy Tuesday, early recording Tuesday. Chris is back, yeah. you just saw him if you watched our Duke Carolina uh, reaction video to that game, so Chris, man, how you doing? I'm good, I'm good. The last pod was like 9.30, this one's 5.30, it's usually like <laughs> 7.30, I am all over the place today, yeah. all over the place. Well, I'm and glad. Me, yeah, I'm glad you were able to stop in early. Duval had some uh, family stuff he had to deal with, so you were the next up. Jeeves, this is always too early for him because he's just now getting leaving work and all that kind of stuff. So appreciate you yeah. stepping up. Well, Chris, where can the people find you if you want to be found? On Instagram at Buscemi's Kid. All right, and for me, it is Instagram and Twitter, J Roll Nation, the Beards Watch Podcast on Facebook, and then you can find our podcast on Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes. Basically about anywhere you listen to podcasts. And of course, as I mentioned, our YouTube, They See Me Rolling, which has our brew reviews, burial carts, reaction videos, all that good stuff. So subscribe to that as well. All right, to dive into it, our guest tonight is actually one of my wife's sorority sisters, but she lives in town. Try to get her on the podcast for a while, but as she when she first came on, kids, life gets in the way, all that kind of stuff. So we finally were able to lock in a date here in was it it's now April. Yeah, it is now April. In April. Here we go. Kenzie, how you doing? Good. How are you? Doing pretty good. I was telling Chris earlier, same thing, you know, picking kids up from daycare, dropping them off, then the rain hit, you know, so all that good stuff. And one is like one, but two, oh, two yeah. kids is like 20. Yes, it is. You know, you, you try to man up and play his own defense or whatever, but, and then my second one just started getting more mobile. So now you're trying to prevent the oldest one from running their over their fingers with a truck or pushing them down or whatever so it's just all kinds of shenanigans i just see my son walking out of a room with full makeup a wig <laughs> full glam Fine. yeah character building character building no worries there. great look he's gonna have he's gonna be the best boyfriend <laughs> <laughs> that's great all right so kenzie if, if someone's listening has no idea who you are what's your kind of background who are you Oh my gosh. Well, I mean, where do we even start? I mean, I'm from Wilmington, North Carolina, went to UNC Greensboro, and then right after college moved here and have always been in the spirits industry. Um, but then in 2019, started my own business, Sershi, which was a subscription box company full of products all made by women-owned small businesses. And that was doing really, really well until COVID hit in 2020, because first thing people do when they want to save money is cancel their subscriptions. So that was like an ideal. Um, but it all happened exactly how it was supposed to. I think I was supposed to learn a lot of lessons from closing that business. Um, and every season, it was a quarterly subscription box. And every season, every three months, um, we gave 10% to different charities. In the last two seasons, my Nana had been diagnosed with leukemia and we were giving to Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. And now uh, I, I closed my business January of last year. And now, without me knowing, a girlfriend of mine actually nominated me to run for Woman of the Year for Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. So now that's what I'm doing. And my goal is to raise $72,000. 
in honor of my Nana who passed at 72 years old. Um, but we're going to raise way more than that. Okay. Um, but yeah, that's what I'm doing right now. So um, club rat turned philanthropist. You know? <laughs> All right. So, so yeah, I, I remember when you launched the Cersei and it was doing great. You were, I mean... All over, you're hitting the local news spots, doing all that good stuff. So, kind of, how was, how did you come up with that, and then through that process, and then how much did it suck to have to shut it down? Well, so I sold different alcohol brands. Like I worked for a distributor, and I represented like Absolute, Patron, Jameson, all these brands, and I just saw how well I was doing with them. But I was like a really in my young twenties, a woman, and in the alcohol industry, it's all men. And, <laughs> North Carolina, it's like a control state, so like yeah. ABC Sports. So it's run like the DMV, which is great. Not yeah. run like a business. Yeah. Um, but when you go in and try to sell them something, they don't give a shit. Yeah. It's not their sport. Um, so unless you can go to like the strip club or go golfing with these guys, you really can't do much. And even though I had some of the most successful brands, um, like dollar-wise, they just it was impossible to get anything done in the state. So I started working for a different company called Star Rum, and that's when I covered New York to Florida, and then I also had um, Nevada and California, and was just traveling nonstop, and absolutely loved it, and sold the brand into like MGM and Vegas and Disney World, and it was so much fun, but I was gone all the time, four to five nights a week. I had absolutely no life. It was just, I mean, the job was great, but you, there was no balance at yeah. all. Um, so when we got pregnant with Emmy, our first daughter, our first child, um, I just was like, I'm not going to be doing this traveling anymore. And started working for Grain and Barrel Spirits, which was just in like the Southeast. Um, and then I just kind of was like, why do I keep working for these super rich white dudes who <laughs> I'm way better at their job than they are? Way better. <laughs> so I just started talking to a bunch of women that I knew that owned businesses that kind of were in the same predicament where they were having to choose starting a business or being a mom and working. I mean, with men, there no one really asks you guys, oh, well, who has the kids? Like, how yeah. often do you get asked? No, yeah. who has the kids? Oh, my God. Where, yeah. where are they? Yeah. don't ask you that. So with women, it's like we just have to put it on the back burner. And I just looked up where all of the, like, money was going from investors. And it was 94% of um, investment money was going to male-owned companies. And it was just really the inequality was less than ideal. So... I started this business and there were multiple boxes. So there was a North Carolina box. Everything in the North Carolina box was owned by a small woman owned business in North Carolina. Then 10% went back to a charity in North Carolina. We did the same in South Carolina. Um, Danny Baird, who was on Southern Charm on Bravo, she's an artist in Charleston. She designed the packaging for the box. I mean, everything from the inside to the outside was made by a woman. It was really amazing. Um, and I love doing it. But now I know it was all to just really know what it takes to start a business, how much it sucks to close one. Yeah. I had to learn a lot. Of very expensive. Um, why are all the lessons we learned so expensive? Um, <laughs> had to learn a lot of expensive lessons. And now I'm love that I'm on your podcast because Game of Thrones all ties into it. Yep. Because now the next thing I'm doing is starting my own consulting firm because I loved owning a business and I don't want to do it again. Uh, well, I'm going to do it again, but I don't want to be like pushing a product like I was. Um, so now I'm just going to help a bunch of other women start their businesses, which brings me to Game of Thrones because, you know, my daughter's name is Amelia with an E. I was watching Game of Thrones. Ah. And I saw the name and was like, that's the name. Yep. And then you know how there's the hand of the king. Yep. 
Okay, so the name of the consulting firm is going to be Queen's Hand Consulting. Ooh. So, real sidebar then, how did you, you've obviously finished Game of Thrones, right? Obviously. Okay, just making sure, didn't want to, if anybody's spoiler, if they're listening out there, how did you feel even though naming your daughter, at least you went with Amelia after Amelia, uh, Emily Clark there, but how did you feel the way her character turned there at the end, even though you named your daughter after, you know, kind of... Yeah. So I'm not going to give you the answer you're thinking. Loved it. <laughs> okay. Loved the ending. Loved it. Thought it was great. Uh, Everyone was so upset, but it's like, why? It was, you can't control the ending you're getting. It was so good. I mean, <laughs> it was horrible and wonderful all at the same time. But yeah, I mean, she's a dragon. A dragon's a dragon, man. That's and right. Sometimes it's going to burn the whole fucking city down. I don't that, know. That, no, <laughs> you're absolutely correct. You're absolutely correct. So back to the Cersei when when did it kind of hit like everything was going great and then when covid hit did you think you'd maybe survive or what was that whole feeling like going through because i mean i know it's across the country and the world almost that a lot of this happened to everybody but what was that feeling like just like uh uh-oh dude well so what's wild is i started the business in february of 2019 i didn't tell anybody until it launched in september and then it was like called my mom and was like hey Go look online. I started this business. Like, no one knew anything. Um, so it launched in September. And it was going really, really well. But here's my toxic trait. Um, I don't do anything half-assed. If I'm going to do it, I'm going to go all in. Um, so instead of just getting, like, little boxes and putting my logo on them, like, no, I went to a boxing company, had 2,000 boxes, like, spent all this money. It was, I mean, great idea. But when it came to paying for all of this. I mean, yeah. it was just me, like with no partners, there's not anybody yeah. else. We invested so much money and then it kind of got to a point where we were like, okay, we can keep going, but we're going to have to make some changes. So we sold our house, like yeah. we sold our house to make it work and we paid off all the debt from the business and we were so excited and we bought a new house in February and then March rolls around and we're about to move into our new house. And I think it was like March 17th was when they started closing everything down. And within one week, I lost 60% of subscribers wow. and which, and I had over a hundred subscribers before we started. So, I mean, it was doing really, really well. It was in, um, what website was it on? Like Reddit or something. It was named one of the top subscription, new subscription boxes in the country. It was yeah. doing so well. Um, but then, yeah, I mean, the thing about a subscription is you have to have more people in order for it to make sense cost wise. Yeah. So the more subscribers we lost, the, more money we lost and um we kept trying to do things like surprise boxes where it was 20 bucks and you'd get random things you could send to a nurse or a friend because you can't see anybody and eventually it was just like we paid off all the debt from the business i'm not willing to go back into debt with it and i just trust that there's a lesson to be learned here and i'm gonna figure it out and then i became a stay-at-home mom which you know i would have never in a million years done and now i freaking love it i'm Love them like I love being at home with the babies. I can't imagine missing this time. Um, and now just kind of starting my own business again that incorporates all the lessons I did learn. And I still get to work with women, but now instead of thinking I have to have a product, like I am the product. Like not to quote Jay Z, but like I'm a business man. You know what I'm saying? So. Speaking of speaking of product, were you left with a lot of inventory, or were you only buying what was needed for boxes? Did you you know repackage it some other way if you were left with it? So that's where I was a little bit of a business genius. So when you were in the box, there were different ways to be a part of it. So if you 
if you just gave us your product for free, it cost you nothing to be in the box. So we would get products for free and then we would give them like a lot of marketing value. We would do photo shoots and videography and all these things. Um, and then there would be another option where we would buy their items at cost or we could buy it at wholesale. So it just depends on what we spent on them. But we didn't end up with a ton of stuff left. Anything we did have left over, we donated to women's shelters. And then I had a lot of like mom kind of stuff left over that I just made into little gift baskets and like went and dropped on neighbor's doors just to get rid of it, man. So. <laughs> So do you have any spirits left? Anything good? We might. Spirits? Well, I mean, as far as alcohol goes, <laughs> weird is like, I feel like all I did was I was in bars and restaurants all the time. So it was like I never drank any time outside of that, especially now with kids. So, I mean, I feel like I have a few bottles of like Eagle Rare or Buffalo Trace or a few things that are just harder to get that just keep in a habit for a rainy day. But I don't really keep anything around, no. Yeah, I remember one time, I think you brought a bottle of vodka over here for like a July 4th party or something, and I didn't even yeah. get to tr I didn't even get to try it because I think it just sat on the counter and everyone as they walked by would take a shot or whatever yeah. it was. But you did always have those party favors too when you would go over to bring the, when you were working with the, the liquor reps and all that stuff. So that was always a plus. I'm always a good party guest, that's for sure. <laughs> so yeah. how long, you know, you had to shutter the business, what you said like last January, so 2021 yeah. or... Business was open for a year and three months. Yeah. yeah. So most people don't make it past a year, and I yeah. did it a, did a whole year while pregnant and during a pandemic. So yeah. That's, I'm proud of that. Absolutely. So when did you start kind of necessarily licking your wounds and figuring out what was the next step? How, you know, was that a process for, like you said, you were a stay at home mom? When did the wheels start turning, or was it before as the business kind of when you saw the writing on the wall? I mean, when I just saw it was going down, I was just like, dude, because, and it's like almost embarrassing because you're like, no joke. The first thing I said to Maddie, my husband, when I was closing it was, oh my God, what, like, what am I going to tell people I do? Like on my Facebook, what is it going to say my job is? And then I realized, who gives a fuck what your Facebook says you do for like, who cares? But yeah, I mean, it was just like such ego shit coming up. So that was the only tough part was having to deal with like your ego, which yeah. I mean, I guess I needed to do and <laughs> it's fine now. And now I know that I can tell all these other women who gives a fuck if it's doing well or not. If anybody has anything to say about your business and it's not doing well, like they probably don't have a business. There's no shame in trying ever. No, no. And that's like one of my favorite speeches ever was um, the man in the arena. And it just talks about like, you can like, do you think that Cam Newton or who, I don't know who plays, football right now who had a famous football player do you think they're like sitting like or playing on the field listening to the people in the stands screaming at them like no they're not they don't give a fuck about you they're you paid to come watch them like they're in the arena playing who cares what you say so i mean yeah people might have things to say but if you're in the arena and you're actually doing things like that's really matters so when did that like you said when did the the process of figuring out what was next start going oh, into God. effect like once We're you still in it right? still <laughs> I feel like everyone, I feel like no one's really given enough credit to COVID and how like depressing and hard it was to be away from everybody. So I feel like just being a stay at home mom and going through all of that was just kind of like recovering from that. And maybe in like the past few months, really, um, I was like, okay, I need to do something else. Like kids are great, but like, what am I doing to like help other people? So when I got nominated for Leukemia and Lymphoma Society Woman of the Year, it kind of pulled me out to be like, okay, you got to start talking to people. You got to start doing more. And the more that I've been setting events up and stuff like that for 
Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, which started in December, that's really been since then, since December, honestly. Okay. I mean, I feel like it took a whole year of just accepting that it was over and like all this that you poured your money and blood, sweat and tears into is over and accepting it and finally closing that chapter. And now Queen's Hand Consulting has really come to me in the past like couple months and getting the logo together for that and really starting that is going to be really fun, but just slow and steady. That yeah. is my, that's the number one thing I've learned is slow and steady wins the race. <laughs> Any logo prototypes yet? Well, I know. So this is what's so genius. So Queen's Hand, obviously the right hand of the queen. And what I want to do is help women-owned businesses, and especially moms. Um, so we're thinking like the Charlotte Queen City crown. And then maybe like a hand underneath or something. I don't know. I have it. My friend Austin Bagwell of AB Chalk Designs in okay. Wendell, North Carolina. He's amazing. He does logos. And he's working on my logo right now. So we'll see. But I'm sure it's going to be fantastic but definitely like the charlotte crown when's the when do you think the launch of that'll happen i feel like september's always the launch of everything that's <laughs> my birthday my husband's birthday both my children were born then and i launched Thursday in september and that's when everyone goes back to school yeah. so that's when i have time to actually do things um so i'm sure i'll enjoy like the summer with the kids and then in september really start going all in on that yeah, September is a great month. My birthday as well. I gotta say, with all you said, your your birthday, your husband's birthday, and your kid's birthday, y'all got some some vibes in that household over there that have continued through generations. December is a cold month. Okay. <laughs> That's right. That's your hey. <laughs> Wait, when's your birthday? September fourth. Okay, so you're the fourth. Emmy's the first. Hayes is the tenth. Maddie's the eighteenth. I'm the twenty third. It's a great month. It is. My girlfriend's twenty first. Look at that. And wait, isn't Beyonce's birthday September 4th? It is. It is. I remember, it's funny you brought that up. I remember like when the internet first started, and I don't know if you guys ever did, you could enter in your birthday and it would tell you like celebrities that have the same birthday. And that obviously she, and this was when I did it, you know, 20 years ago. She was obviously number one regardless of the year, but it was just funny. Like, oh, Beyonce. Well, I'll never be able to top that one, but you know, it's still pretty cool. I got Bruce Springsteen. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> So, I don't know who I share a birthday with. I need to find out. Oh, yeah, yeah. Go ahead and hit the Google, Chris. Got it. When is your birthday? January 18th. Why would I know anyone's birthday? Yeah, um, I know. <laughs> so, I'm curious. so, what is, first, well, I guess, what is your next steps for the hand of the queen? Is that what you're calling it? I already forgot. Yeah. Queen's mm -hmm. hand. What's the next steps you got? So with that, I mean, I've already started kind of putting it together. And I, I don't know if you guys have ever worked with like business coaches or life coach or anything like that. And I know it sounds dumb when you talk about it, but like they're so helpful. And I had like a business coach the entire time. I started Sershi, um, multiple coaches that were just so helpful. Um, and so right now I've kind of been just putting all of my knowledge down, the lessons I've learned. And I mean, it's just things like for moms, just like meal planning that takes so much off your plate for work. So just lots of different systems that mom entrepreneurs can use to put things together, but mostly it's three different packages. And one is you can tell me how you, what you want your business to be if you're starting a business and I can kind of help you build the foundation and like make the plan, like the house plans. Um, the second option would be like, I would help kind of do things with you. We'd be putting the foundation for the house down. We'd be putting walls up. And then the third option, which would be the queen's hand package, which would be, I would do everything. I'd be like your right hand man. So I could implement things, start your business, handle marketing, just everything really. 
Um, cause I feel like I was in the business. I had my own business and it, when it's yours, it's like, I know what to do, but I couldn't do it because it was my own. It's like yeah. in the wedding plan with JLo, a movie. I know you guys have seen a million times. She <laughs> said, you can't wed, you plan. And I mean, yeah, like I know everything about having a business, how to start it, everything about it. I just don't want to have another one. that's just me. So I'd rather just have a bunch of other things do theirs. <laughs> Are you expecting to work with a lot of other subscription-based businesses or more brick-and-mortar, general e-commerce? What kind of... Honestly, like, so right now I'm working with one client who, she's a friend, and she just wanted me to kind of, like, help totally rebrand her business, and she does 3D microblading for eyebrows. It's called 3D BBS, 3D okay. Brows by Stephanie. Um, and it's, like, tattoos. They tattoo your eyebrows, so she's done mine. These are tattoos, and you can't uh -huh. tell. Um, but... She, I mean, so that's a brick and mortar. It's a service. Um, another woman, she does like cutting boards. So some people do services. Some people are business coaches. I mean, it really just depends. But my main thing is to just work with mom entrepreneurs or female entrepreneurs, um, just helping them get it started. Because I feel like so many women have really good ideas and they just don't know how to get it started. And that's where so many people stop. Um, and starting a business is like the easiest part. Like you only you clicks. It's not difficult. So just helping them do that. Cause a lot of people just kind of give up when they don't know what to do instead of just Googling it. Cause let me tell you what YouTube and Google will teach you anything. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I learned how to wallpaper thanks to YouTube. Yeah. Wallpaper to hold. Yeah. You can fix, fix your car. You can fix your yard, do anything with off of YouTube. So wait, absolutely. I'm not as familiar as this eyebrow tattooing shenanigans here. So what, yeah. For the for us out here who don't know, so are your eye, the, do, you, do you have hair that grows there anymore, or is it all just yeah. like what? Okay, what's the? So I have hair, and you know how women like we they not always, but like they'll fill them in to make yes. them darker. So she like she'll numb it, she'll put lidocaine on there, and then she does like little individual strokes that okay. look like hair. But yeah, I mean my hair is there, but it just they they're filled in so that if I jump in a pool and jump out, you don't see my brows. Going oh, okay, okay, fair they're, enough. They're still there. Nice, nice. All right. Yeah. It's like a guideline. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So how did then you get to this man and woman of the year? How did besides your nana passing away, was where did this all kind of start and you get nominated for this and then now you're raised trying to raise seventy two thousand dollars plus? Do you know Leah Catherine Harlan? She was an eighty pie at UNCG? If I saw a picture I probably would. I'm just terrible Super with names. Fun. Yeah. Um, she's really pretty. She's she was an eighty pie. She's what year did you graduate? Two thousand eleven. Okay, so she was maybe one year older than you, um, but than us. And um, well, she has had multiple family members that have been touched by cancer, of course, but leukemia specifically. And she was running for Woman of the Year in 2020. So I told her that I wanted to give to her campaign. So I agreed to give to her campaign um, for the spring season of 2020. And after I'd already agreed to give to her campaign, after that, my Nana was diagnosed with leukemia. So I was like, this is just perfect that, you know, of course I care because you're doing it, but now it's personally affecting me. Um, and during the time that her Woman of the Year campaign happened, Nana was diagnosed and passed in mm. 30 days. Wow. Um, so we all just, we kind of looked at it as a reason to, there was a whole reason that, you know, that the business was closing, but it stopped after I got to work with LK and LLS. Um, and she didn't win Woman of the Year, but they did bring her on to work on their leadership board, which means that they just needed her to nominate people and 
I hadn't talked to her in a while and she nominated me and I got on a call and was just like, I don't want to do this. But the second I got on a call, I was just like, okay, what do you need? Like, I'm not, what am I going to say? No to helping raise money for cancer. No, of course I'm going to say yes. Um, And I feel like I just know so many like bar owners and restaurant, just all these people from selling alcohol and from Sershi, all these business owners. I was like, I know that I can just reach out to them. They would help me in so many ways. My network was just too wide to not do it. So I said yes, and um, it, the campaign just kicked off on the 24th, March 24th, and we have to build fundraising teams. So I've got 14 people on my team, and Jenna is one of them, and she's amazing. And it's been, I think, 12 days the campaign's been going on, and we're right under $10,000 already. Nice. And we've had no events. So that is just from asking people on social media, sending letters, emails, texts. Um, but we have a lot of really big events coming up, which you know I'm a plug. Uh, so April 28th, we have this huge event at Pearl Pagoda, which is this woman's home. It's this beautiful three-story home, and she made the whole bottom story of her house into a store. And they're moving into a storefront, but right now it's at their house, and they do like a pop-up around their pool. It's gorgeous, and it's going to be a Botox bar, and 20% of everything they sell that night is going to go to the campaign. Um, and then you guys got to come to this at Lost and Found um, on April 30th. It's going to be a Britney Spears brunch. Oh. It's Br- called It's Britney Brunch. Get it? <laughs> but it'll be really fun. There's going to be a lot of like sports memorabilia and lots of cool things. Like they were doing raffles and silent auctions and 100% of the bar goes to us. And just lots of different things that we're doing to raise a bunch of money. I mean, there's even one at a jewelry store right before Mother's Day. So if you Ooh. guys need a stop at a jewelry oh, yeah. store. That is true. So I'm, I'm more likely to hit the jewelry store because I got Kenny Chesney on April 30th, and that's going to be an all-day shindig, I imagine. So, if yeah. it ain't Kenny, it ain't country. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's my first. I've already brought this up on the pod, but it's my first country contest uh, con- concert, and I'm like, I have no idea what to expect at all. They're the best kind of concert. They are. That's what I hear. That's what I hear. Yeah. I'm not even like, I mean, I love country, but country concerts are just a shit show. They're yeah. so fun. Yeah. Party, huh? You got you to pace yourself. You yeah. Know, you don't want to go oh, yeah. too hard too I, fast. And and it's a, April, so hopefully it's not too hot for you. Is it all outside? It's at Bank of America Stadium. Oh. So I'm more worried about my seat and where I'm going to have to like crank my neck <laughs> to see the show or something, you know? To be with. I'll be all right. Yeah. With. Um, Dan and Shay and Old Dominion. Did I get that right? I yeah, think I got that right. You did. Yep. Okay. That should yeah. be yeah. That should be a good time then, Chris. I yeah. expect a lot of a lot of snaps and Instagram stories from you then. Oh yeah, should be. <laughs> so a lot of. Uh, I'll try to take some photos while I'm trying to figure out where the hell I am. But, yeah. <laughs> So, Kenzie, what exactly is the Man Woman of the Year fundraiser? Like, who backs it? Where's all the money going to? Like, when you've got how many people are competing for it, and how much money is the total goal out of everybody, and then where does that money go? So, it's all through Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, and 100% of every dollar goes directly to Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. And about 40% of all research that has been successful for cancer um, in the past, since like 2000, 40% of it has all come from LLS. Okay. Um, so, LLS helps families. It helps mostly with new cancer research, but it just helps cancer patients, whether they're in remission or they've just been diagnosed just through their entire cancer journey, um, so they don't have to pay for anything, and just helps them to hopefully have more survivor stories. Um, but, cause and I didn't know this either, but 
if you cure leukemia and blood cancers, then that means that they're able to cure almost all cancers because that's really how it spreads. So yeah. I had no idea that when you cure blood cancer, that's an answer to all cancers. So even if you haven't been personally touched by leukemia or non-Hodgkin's lymphoma or any of that, you know, everyone's been touched by cancer in some way. Yeah. Um, but the Man and Woman of the Year contest is pretty much just a way to get really competitive people in the community to make a lot of money for them because we're just competitive and yeah. there's won't win anything. That's the thing. You win a title. That's really it. And <laughs> I just can't lose. So um, you have to build teams of at least 10 people. I think that there's a 10 or 11 people total competing and one man and one woman will be announced. Whoever wins, whoever raises the most money, that's who wins. Um, the thing is that's annoying is no one tells anybody really their, I mean, I'm telling people my goal, but other teams aren't telling people where they are with their goal, what their goal is, kind of anything like that. And that grand finale is June 4th, because it's a 10-week campaign at the NASCAR Hall of Fame. And it's going to be this huge black tie gala, and there's a big silent auction, and things that I've gotten donated to the silent auction, however much they go for, will be added to my total. So we don't know what everyone gets as their total until that night, and then the winner will be announced that night. And they only announce the winner's total. So you have no idea what everyone else got. Um, but last year, the woman of the year raised like 300-something thousand. Wow. And the man of the year raised 90,000. Um, but a woman of the year, I think a few years before that was like right under a million dollars. And then the year before that was a hundred grand. So it's all over the place. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, it all goes back to the same place. It all goes back to LLS. And the reason they do man and woman of the year is because every year they have a boy and girl of the year, which is a leukemia survivor in the Charlotte area. So we are doing this in honor of a little girl named Penelope, who's a leukemia survivor. She's eight years old and a little boy named Lucan, who is a survivor as well. And they will be at some of our events too, but it's all really just for the kids and just hopefully making more survivor stories. I mean, Nana was diagnosed um, and 30 days later died, and, but she was at least 72. Like yeah. I just can't imagine parents who have little kids being told this. I mean, I, I can't imagine actually. And it's, horrible so yeah. anything at all we do to help them you gotta do you said she passed at 72 yeah which is and really by raising seventy two thousand. yeah look at chris putting the dots together on that one there you go we're gonna do more than 72 you got 10 grand without setting up an event yet so exactly and for every fifty thousand you raise they give you a research grant that you can name after anyone so when we hit oh, nice. 50 grand we're going to name one after nana and then when we get to 100 grand jenna who was going to be here tonight her mom passed away from cancer a couple years ago so when we hit 100 grand because we will um she's going to get to name one after her mom oh okay okay well hopefully maybe we could try to get you guys back on closer to the date to, to you know revitalize since jenna wasn't able to make it she has some dog emergencies all that kind of stuff with the rain and everything else so we could do a, a recap a recoup here in a couple weeks or whatever just to, to see where Maybe we're at and give away this like an event or something because we have a big fun event at 204 north uptown on may 18th okay. Maybe we can give some away to that oh yeah um there's some really good stuff we're giving away at all these events like there's a big like the rock like personal sized the rock like statue thing that we're giving away from his tequila brand gave to us. Um, lots of different <laughs> stuff, though. 
lots of fun stuff. Okay. This tequila is really good too. I just, <laughs> hey, I had a bottle last week. Well, finished the bottle last week, but <laughs> it's uh, it was really smooth. I liked it. Nice. So, what do you after this is done? What do you think's net? Is that when you'll focus more? Start focusing more on the business? For sure. I mean, I think that this because this is just from May to June. Yep. And I feel like this is just such a feel good like every single day that because stay at home mom. But on Wednesdays, my mother in law comes and takes the kids. So Wednesday, I'm like balls to the wall, LLS all day. And those days, I come home and it's like nine o'clock at night, and you'd think I just did drugs because I am excited. I mean, when you're just doing stuff for no reason other than just to do good, it just feels so good. And I'll go in and ask people for things. Cause I mean, I'm come from a sales background. So people are always a little snarky and ready to tell, you no. but when they realize that like, this isn't your job, you're not getting paid anything. And this is literally just for cancer. Like they feel like the biggest asshole. If they say no, <laughs> so nobody can say no. So it's, it's almost like, if you said no to being nominated, you're an asshole in that regard as well. Yeah. I was going to say that earlier. I'm like, you get nominated, you have to run. Yeah. You almost have to run. You'd like, be surprised. A lot of people don't because, it, I mean, it yeah. is a 10 week time commitment and it's like, it starts in March. We started planning in like November, but it's like, I mean, if you're presented with an opportunity, just trust that like yeah. you're meant to do it, man. If you think you can raise any amount, like, honest amount of money, then, like, why not just do that? You don't have to commit. You get to choose. Like you said, you're not getting paid. So you get to choose how much time you spend on it in that 10 weeks. You don't have to be 40 hours a week, you know? So if you can raise 10 grand. I stay at home, so I have extra hours that I can do it. And, yeah, I mean, what else are you going to do? If you raise $100, $100 they didn't have, like, why would you not? Yeah. Yeah. It's very true. So, when do you think you'll hit the 72,000? I hope after two events, and we have five. So, I hope after two we get it. Okay. I mean, I hope you hit like 172. Okay. We'll see. Okay. I don't know. Depends on how generous everyone's feeling. Yeah. So, in honor of your Nana, what were some of her favorite things to do? Are you incorporating that in? This um, her favorite <laughs> things to do were um, shotgunning uh, Coors Light. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Um, dropping her ass to the ground because she, I mean, seriously, she was like front row at a concert, like bonging beers. She still wore a bikini at 72. Like she's fabulous, honey. She don't play. So yeah, she's she was a partier. She's for sure like raising hell. In heaven, right yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> but we're like all of these parties are just going to be really, really fun, and she would have just loved that. She was the life of the party for sure. Nice. Do you have a lot of items coming in already for the silent auctions, or where are you getting that stuff? Right now, we have like sixty-three items, so nice. that's just items. I mean, it's anything from like oil changes and car detailing packages to chemical peels and lip injections. Mm. I mean. So many things. Um, there's like a sex toy basket from someone. There's Airbnbs that someone donated. There, I'm putting together a bar cart with like lots of different alcohols. Um, there's just so many different things that we're doing for raffles and silent auctions and anything we can hopefully do to get people to raise money. And if you think of anything else that might be. I was, was going to say, if somebody, if somebody wants to donate an item for one of your auctions, can they do that? How do they do that? Me. 
God, yes. And they would, um, and there's a lot of like marketing stuff that they'd get out of it too. Or if anybody wants to be some kind of corporate sponsorship, I think that starts like $1,500. Um, and then you're in all of these packages that we have at the NASCAR Hall of Fame. So on Instagram, Kenzie Cunningham, K-E-N-Z-Y Cunningham, or um, I'll send you guys my email and you guys can like put it up or something. So people can have my email address and okay. you can because we'll, we're accepting anything and everything, but we love money, honey. We love to take people's money. <laughs> love it. So, Cash is old. It's true. <laughs> so besides the business stuff, what else have you got going on? What do you think you've got coming up here in the future? Dude, I have no idea, but I did just see a psychic. Have you ever <laughs> talked to a psychic before? I think I did one time... I can't remember if it was me or if I was with friends at the Renaissance Festival when they had those little palm readers. Yes, okay. Yeah. Did they do anything good? No, it was like at a time when it was my freshman year in college and like I was dating a girl who had went to ECU and then it was like it wasn't going to work because she was at ECU, I was at UNCG and then like we came back, you know, for the fall time to hit Renaissance Festival and it was one of those like after the fact, you realize, why was I such a sap, like, following this girl around? At, you, you know, at the Renaissance Festival, I should have been enjoying myself somewhere else with my boys or something. And, I mean, we ended up, I think it was like, I think she said something like, oh, yeah, you got some trouble rocks ahead or something. And I, it, then we broke up. So, yeah. Yeah, she was right. Yeah. But so, I saw a psychic, and she told me that by mid to end of the year, September, um, that I would have a new business. And the... I'm the business, so that's what's looking. I don't know. That's what my future's looking like right now. I don't know. I feel like she, I just, it. she did. I'm super spiritual, real woo woo. So like right now, I'm very into like meditating and breath work and journaling and all this shit and whatever to make me feel normal and calm and confident to start a new business because it's scary, man. <laughs> how how do you meditate when you've got two kids running around? Guided meditation. Okay. Okay. You have to. Like, I get on YouTube and will look up guided meditation because if not, I'm literally making, like, a grocery list in my head or something. I can't, yeah, no. Yeah. But honestly, Amy, like, she wakes up at the ass crack of dawn every yep. day. Yep. And my alarm goes up at 5.30. She's right, ready and raring to go. And yep. she'll sit and do, like, a breath work with me or meditate with me or do yoga with me. Like, she loves it. So anything that makes her feel like an adult, she's into it. <laughs> what has been the hardest part of being a stay-at-home mom? Freaking COVID. Yeah. Like, being a stay-at-home mom is one thing, but doing it during a pandemic where you, like, because kids are like dogs. As long as you run them, like, they're fine. <laughs> and if you can't take them to, like, discovery place and take them to, like, outside to see other kids, it's like, it's that's so tough. So yeah. just being able to do that. But I remember the summer when Jariana was pregnant, and oh, my God, but we would take the kids to, like, splash pads and wherever to just, like, get all that energy out. But, yeah, just when it's cold outside and you can't take them anywhere, holy shit. Oh, yeah. There's a place called Splash Pads. Oh, there's a lot of them. And yeah. they're totally, They're just, like, you can look up, like, local splash pads. Mm -hmm. And they're, like, free parks that are just, shit's coming oh. out of the ground. Well, not shit, water. It's coming yeah. out of the ground. It's <laughs> in their mind. Oh, like, Burkdale? Have you been yeah, to that? Yes. Fun, yeah. Yeah, that's one of them, and then there's a couple of. I know there's one up near you, right, in Belmont now area. That's, there's a lot. There's yeah. a lot. Of, I mean, anything to just get moms together that doesn't cost money and yeah. wear these kids out. <laughs> we're here for it. That's true. So what was what was that learning process then going from, you know, always on the move, realizing okay, I can't do this if I want to have some type of at home life, and then being pregnant, and obviously you, 
You could travel if you wanted to, but that wasn't the life you wanted. Then now transitioning completely to stay-at-home mom. I mean, like you said, you never saw yourself doing this, but what was that like mentally going through the hoops of, all right, this is where our path's kind of going? Depressing. It was very depressing. Oh, my gosh. I definitely feel like – and I get, you know me. Like, I'm a very, like, outgoing, talkative, like, chatty person. So I feel like I just hit a wall because it was just – I felt so embarrassed having to close the business because it feels like a failure. But then you really learn – I mean, and thank God I'm a mom because now I think if it was my daughter and she had a business and it closed, I would never think what a failure. Like, you fucking go, girl. You started a business. Yeah. amazing. So, I mean, it was super depressing, but I feel like – all of it happened the exact way it should so that go on the other side. But yeah, I mean, it was tough, man. It was super tough. COVID was, oh, it was a lot. Just not being able to connect to people. Like we need that. We even see people like just seeing people and smiling at them and then smiling back. Oh my God. It's so nice. We haven't been able to do that. So it's been depressing and hard, but yeah. that's why I've been like reading so many self-help books and meditating and doing all this shit to not be like shit anymore. Yeah, it's kind of weird, though, because so, sometimes it feels like it hasn't been two years, and you feel like, because you stayed inside so much, or you just stayed in your little bubble at your house, or on your driveway, or whatever, and didn't see so many people, but the world keeps spinning, and stuff keeps happening, but it's just like, wow, it has been two years, and we've made some progress, but there still is other things to get worked out, but it's just it's, a, it feels like such a waste. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's just been a weird, weird time. Super weird, but I will say... An ideal time to be pregnant, yeah. you know? <laughs> Knock it out. No, you're not missing anything. Yeah, that's true. Well, I, I think I said a couple podcasts ago, I was like, there's going to be three things if you're in a relationship that was going to happen during COVID, right? You're either going to break up, you're going to make get stronger, or you're going to get pregnant because, like, you're just sitting around all the time and, oh, you used to be an alcohol rep. You catch a little buzz, have a little drinks, you know, because all that time <laughs> sitting at the house – all right, well, usually the drinking's reserved for a couple days during the week if you had a hard day, and then Friday, Saturdays have a couple, but those random Wednesday, Thursdays, when the when, especially when the weather hits nice and you sit outside and the beers or drinks of your choice go down a lot easier and, you know, uh, one thing leads well, to another. Be, I couldn't even have a drink during COVID. I was freaking pregnant. Oh, like, that's right. I said to, like, just raw dog that thing, man, like, to <laughs> really experience COVID. Yeah. Especially COVID in December. With all y'all September babies, you know. Thank God for Tiger King, okay? Yeah. That did get us through a little bit of time there. That did get us through. Tiger King, Bridgerton. Speaking Have of... Have y'all watched that show? What? There's a Tiger King, like, show now with, um... Oh, I forget. Great actress, comedian. I, I know. I, it's on, uh, is it on, like... Yeah, but I... Uh, what is it on? The NBC Plus or Peacock or something? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I've, I haven't I've been, heard a lot of chatter about it. That's I funny. I did just see he is filing divorce and he's going to get married again. Oh, good for him. The tiger? The, yeah, the Tiger King guy. No, I said to a tiger. I was just oh oh to a tiger. No, I, don't, I mean I didn't look at. I just saw it pop up on Yahoo and saying he was already he's divorcing his estranged husband, that young kid that was the last one at the end of those episodes, and now he's getting with I don't know who he met somebody. That was in there for like tax evasion or something as well. So, I give you hope though. If he can find love, we all can. I mean, isn't that right? It's wild. Everyone. Yes. Yeah. Really is. So, I do have some celebrity birthday sharing. Okay. Please. I got Kevin Costner, Jason Siegel, 
And those are the two big. Dave Bautista, the wrestler guy. Um, Dave Attell, the comedian. That's a pretty cool one. I like him. <laughs> I did not see Steve and Jimmy at all. What's that? I don't see Steve Buscemi at all, and you're like, what do you, like, people tell uh, you that, you don't know. I actually get that a lot, honestly. <laughs> I used to get it a lot more. In college, literally couldn't go a week. Literally couldn't go a week, to the point where I got um, a tank top and a t-shirt made with Steve Buscemi's <laughs> high school graduation photo on it, on one, and his 1976 New York Fire Department, um, like, rookie photo on the t-shirt. And I might still have them. I kept them, but it was literally every week. People would always be like, they look at the shirt, they look at me, down at the shirt, back up. It was it was pretty funny. But I heard this on a podcast, and I don't, I think it was like Armchair Expert or something. But Steve Buscemi and Vince Vaughn got in a horrible bar fight in my hometown in Wilmington forever ago, and somebody like cut his face. I don't know. It was just really crazy. And they both went to jail, but yeah, it was like this big brawl. That's crazy. I wonder how Buscemi held up. Vince Vaughn's a pretty tall guy, man. That's... I know, right? But it was like Vince Vaughn was with somebody's girlfriend. They tried to, like, stab Vince Vaughn, and he got in the middle. But Steve was the hero of the story, so. Oh. I'm sure he was. As well, he is. Chris, I'm sure. Have you watched Boardwalk Empire? I've watched some of it. I've, I, I started it, and then I got distracted, and I never went back. I'd like to. I'd like to. That was. Have you seen it, Kinsey? No, I need to though. I know. Yeah, I watched I, when uh, what's the the guy who just passed away that was in the wire? Michael uh, Michael Williams, Michael K. Michael Williams. Williams. Yeah. yeah, I finally watched it because I was like, all right. They said him and when he was in the wire and he was leaky black or chalky white, chalky white in uh, in uh, what you call it? I just thought of the UNC Tar Heel player name. I just said, yeah, it said, yeah. But so I watched that. It's actually really good, Chris. If you're a Buscemi fan, you should go watch it. Yeah, definitely need to. Reservoir Dogs, one of my top three, probably. Okay. Mr. Pink, that was a phenomenal Tarantino movie. All right, Kenzie, do you have the uh, notebook questions ready for you? Yeah. Okay, this is All hard. Right. Um, so Jeeves isn't here to hit our little horn thing, so we'll do the burn, 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 burn. It's the uh, warehouse, warehouse Distillery Wine Under the Bridge Notebook. So Kenzie's going to scroll through. You pick a question in there that's obviously not highlighted. If there's a name next to it, read the name of who wrote it in there. If not, if it's like anonymous or there's no name, that's it's all good. No worries. While you're looking, we'll just do a little house cleaning. So obviously the tournament ended last night, Carolina with the loss. But our final bracket challenge top ten, Paris got first. Her fiancé coming in second. Caleb, then Logan Sherrill third, Duvall fourth, Heather fifth, uh, Asha sixth, Eddie Hutto seventh, uh, Nick eighth, Stevie Mooney ninth, and Tyler Kikaley's in tenth. Chris, I don't, I can't remember where you finished, and I finished like fifty something. So, yeah, thanks for caring, man. <laughs> no, I'm okay, I think I've got a question. All right, fire away. So what album do you listen to when you need to hype yourself up? And what about when you need to be angsty? Mm, is there a name next to that? Sarah Woody. Sarah Woody. What's the second one? Angsty? Yeah. Hmm. Hype yourself up. So so when I get when I want to get hype, I usually go back to like the high school years. And that was like 
really hard, like southern rap, <laughs> like Young Jeezy. If you put on some Young Jeezy, I'm pretty much going to get hyped up. That's the first artist that came to mind. But what's his, uh, I noticed that the album, I got to find it. But Young Jeezy for hype for sure. Angsty? Blink-182? I don't know, one of their albums. <laughs> angsty. Were you guys very angsty in high school? Because I don't think you would have realized that I was so angsty. Like, I worked at a surf shop and skate shop. Like, I wore pink and white etnies every day. Like, I was, oh, so emotional. Like, love dashboard confessional in Good Charlotte. And was so emo. Like, oh, shit. Like romance. Loved, loved. So what? So then what brought you from Wilmington to UNCG? Why UNCG? I had a really horrible boyfriend and I had that in Wilmington and my grandma and aunt lived in Greensboro and I was just like, get me the fuck out of Wilmington. Get me uh, out of here. Okay. And All right. There and, yeah. And then to Charlotte. Yeah. Yeah. Just keep moving west. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Hype myself. I mean. I've been right with east and west if i mean I, i'll i'll go with hype yourself up even though he's gone batshit crazy kanye west's graduation i mean that was like freshman year in college you know all that stuff if you're really not necessarily an album but a song juvenile back that ass up just as a courtesy because that right there <laughs> would get any party just going that's just an honorary mention of a song but angsty, I mean, I never really went through too much of a any emo phase. I remember one girl I dated, like I think in middle school, introduced me to all the My Chemical Romance, Blake One A Two, Green Day, all that stuff. So you always had those burned CDs, right? Where it was just a bunch of random artists all through, scattered throughout. Uh, so I wouldn't necessarily have an album. I mean, You're so helpful, my God. Yeah. So my current angsty song is Meet Me at Our Spot by The Anxiety, Willow, and Tyler Cole. I, it was an Instagram reel, like a trendy song. I was like, that's actually pretty dope. So I figured out what it was, but I like that one. Meet Me at Our Spot. That's my current angsty song. Well, I'll, I'll now that you're going off of that, uh, is it, who is it? Cody Johnson, country artist, and there's a song, uh, Till You Can't, which basically talks about go chasing after your dreams, going over and fishing with your grandpa or fixing that car with your dad because you don't know, you can only do it until you can't, right? Until that person's gone. You can keep saying, oh, we'll just do it next week. Oh, we'll just do this. So currently that's the song I'll listen to just to like, all right, look, let's just go do that. You know, it talks about like giving your mom a call and just let her talk and all that kind of stuff because you just don't know. You're gonna love. You love everything until you can't. Till it's gone. You don't know. You know, kind of. You don't know what you got till it's gone. Kind of thing. So, uh, to back off of Chris's just a song, I'll go with that one. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Do I answer too? Yes. Oh yeah. Oh okay. Okay. Well, I don't know about album, but first of all, Kanye. Let's go back. You know who isn't a little. Crazy? <laughs> that's true. Okay. That's true. Who isn't a little crazy? Second of all. I love him. Yeah. I love him. I love him. I love him. I think he's a genius. Have you seen the genius documentary? I haven't watched it yet. It's on Netflix, right? Incredible. <laughs> Incredible. He's amazing. I love it. Would I want to be in a relationship with this person? No. Hard no. Um, but artistically, creatively, yeah, he's a freaking genius. Yeah. He's amazing. Love him. 
Oh, yeah, he's, he's amazing. Um, but there's two songs get me hyped up. One would be Work Bitch by Britney Spears. <laughs> but really, and this, might, and this is also my go-to karaoke song, Fancy by Reba McIntyre. Ooh. Yeah. Fancy is my name, you know? Ah. So, not even born just playing white trash. Yeah. Fancy was my name. That's so a... that would be ready for any meeting, anything. Yeah. And then you brought up one of the all-time great questions is, you know, if you had to sing karaoke song, What's your go-to? So, Chris, it would be fancy. It would be, be one. I'm gonna think of a second one because I feel like I already answered that. So you guys go, and I'm gonna think of another one. But I'm very excited to hear yours. I mean, oh my I've, god, I've got a couple. If you really want to get the crowd rocking of the Saeeds here in Lake Norman, you know, Wagon Wheel's always an an easy one. But if you want to divert a little bit, I love just if you were if you oh speaking of like antsy and kind of getting a little uh, hoodie. In the blowfish, let her cry. If you ever just want people, you know, you you sing it kind of near the end of the night, and it may be more of a Thursday night karaoke, not necessarily a Saturday when people are getting too too hype because you don't want to bring everybody down. But that one can get some tears in the eyes, especially with the drinks rolling. And uh, what's the what's the I call it the white people anthem, uh, Mister Brightside. You th- oh, God. you you throw Mister Brightside on, and it'll rock a place. With just tons of white, I mean, that to me is that and wagon wheel. You can cover all the white people in one whole genre, and that and throw in um, what's a uh, sweet Caroline, and you've just got the trifecta. Oh God! Okay, <laughs> now it's almost too white. Yes, no, yeah. <laughs> almost too white. Too yes. white for me. Agreed. Agreed. Okay, so like those songs all put together tastes like unflavored chicken. Yes, you know agreed. I mean? Absolutely, absolutely. You got to you got to pick one for the evening right there. You do. I might have sang karaoke twice in my life, and mm. I wasn't good at it. And I always wished I had another chance at it, but I just never went and did karaoke. It so sounds I literally like, had Chris, no this sounds like a trip. Yeah, it um, sounds like a trip. We need to take you up to Saeed's. Yeah. Uh, All right. I, I like don't even know. I'm scrolling through my Spotify. Like, what would I sing? I don't. Let me tell you, a classic. We're girl excited. Strawberry wine by Deanna Ooh, Carter. Yeah. That's very true. Yeah. I love little '90s country. Okay? That's true. I, I'd yeah. probably go. That don't impress me much by Shania Twain. Yeah. That always gets the people going. Love it. Your Brad Pitt. Yep. Shania is a god. Yes, that's very Canada true. Canada really has it figured out, you guys. Okay. <laughs> they gave us Shania. They gave us Justin. They, yeah. They've got it figured out. Yeah. What are you gonna do? Come Sail Away by Sticks. That's a little traumatic, though, right? For karaoke. Yeah. I don't know if I can pull. I How mean, you, yeah, Journey, Don't Stop Believing, if you're going, if you really wanted to get people. I mean, that's also a good wedding song to get people on the dance floor to. A little I mean, Africa, like Kodo, maybe. Yeah, that one gets played a lot. How about Learn to Fly, Foo Fighters? Mm. I'm, Too soon? Yeah. For I, karaoke, I think, probably, but yeah, great song. I, great great song. song, and I think you'll definitely uh, have tears tears in the crowd now with that yeah. one. So. God, I love karaoke, man. I really want to go do karaoke. So, yeah, the last time the last time we went was when my buddy Cheeks and his girlfriend were in town. Got, you know, parents come over, watch the kids, able to go out for an evening, and we went up to Saeed, did some brewery hop, and then went to Saeed's. And it was with my sister and her boyfriend came, and her boyfriend wasn't a big karaoke guy. And I was like, look, it doesn't matter. Just have you about 10 beers, and you'll be a karaoke guy. It's okay. You'll feel the atmosphere, the vibes of people. You you get it off of people. It's just very – 
And then at the end of the night, he was like, okay, I was wrong. Because he was like, I'm not singing. I'm not singing. I'm like, no, you're going to sing. Like, I didn't get I didn't get babysitters for you not to sing when we go out. Like, I, I, I this is a once in a six month, maybe once in a year type scenario. You're going to sing. And at the end of the night, he enjoyed it. So, Chris, we got to get you back. Yeah, Mar- margarita and a microphone is all you need. Yes. I think I'd and go, like, way, old school. No, you go. What? Sorry, I was going to say, I think I'd go like old school rock, like Bad Moon Rising or the Doobie Brothers, listen to the music, something like that. I okay. feel like I'd be more confident with that than like even anything from the 90s on. <laughs> I don't know yeah, why. I, I just feel like I, yeah. I can't believe no one said Friends in Low Places. That's, That's the ultimate. Yeah, that, that is the ultimate. That is the ultimate bring the house down, Friends in Low Places. I mean, you just can't like go. Do you get tired of them? No. Of guard? How dare you? No yeah. one ever gets tired of saying, if you're a, if you're an avid karaokeer and you're going to a Thursday night and then a Saturday night karaoke because apparently there's a difference. If you you probably get tired of hearing the same stuff over and over again. Well, yeah, but no. you know, I mean, now the avid karaoke that was back in early 20s when I had no kids and I would go out on weeknights. Now, you're not catching me out on a weeknight for karaoke because it's just not going to happen, so it's more of a Friday night Saturday night thing. But I mean, yeah, I mean, as of anything, if you do it too much, you're going to get, you know, a little bored with it. But I mean, the first friends. I watched Game of Thrones like five times, and it's gotten better every time. That's true. Get tired of bits, yeah. That is true. But I think, yeah, Chris, we got we to gotta make sure we get you out and get you on some karaoke because it really does release the soul, man. Yeah. Brown cow, blue cow. Brown cow, blue cow. Brown cow, blue cow. Nailed it already, yeah. yeah. Nailed it. Yeah. I saw Will Ferrell do that once, so every now and then I just bust it out. Red leather, yellow leather, red, yellow leather. Oh, yes, that's another good one. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Well, does anybody have any final thoughts? Kinsey, do you want to finish off your uh, where can – I know Chris asked earlier, but all the details. I you guys of- all the links to where everybody can give and donate if they want and I'll send you guys all the information for our events. Um, but the two at the end of this month at Lost and Found and Pearl Pagoda are going to be so fun. So I'll send you guys all that information. But yeah, Leukemia Lymphoma Society, Kenzie Cunningham, give me your money. <laughs> and Instagram, are you on Twitter? I'm not on Twitter because I just feel like I would never get off. Same with TikTok. I didn't even start it. I know my limits, you know? Yeah, I, I feel you on that. I Everyone keeps saying, oh, you just got to get a TikTok, but I'm already doing Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. I'm just so, like, worn out posting so much on everything else where it's like, I just, it's hard for me to get into another social media. I guess that's just getting old and washed, but, whew. Dude, what's happening? We are getting old. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Really? Just like one video a week, man. Not- just one a week. Yeah. That's like one of my favorite quotes is like, just, all you got to do is try to be 1% better, man. Yeah. 1%. Like, that's, that's attainable. Very true. Very true. All right. Well, Chris, you got any final thoughts? Uh, I have talked about all my notes, so <laughs> I think I'm good. All right. Well, it was a pleasure meeting you. You too. I hope to see you guys at some events soon. Yeah. We'll yeah. have to definitely uh, link up and figure all that stuff out. And hopefully, hate that Jenna missed out on this one. I know she was looking forward to it. Hopefully, all her dogs are okay and... Yeah. We just all gotta go get a beer now and drink some karaoke. Or That's, drink some karaoke. Drink some. <laughs> karaoke. <laughs> Absolutely. Let's definitely put that on the docket as well. But well, Kenzie, I appreciate you stopping through. Stick after a little bit later so I can we can pose for a little screen grab. But uh Chris, how do we end the podcast? Uh 
Peace.